Hi, Jeff. Hello, Ben. Hi. Hello, Ben. Hi, Jeff. Hello, Ben. And hello to everyone out there. Hi, everyone. In Internet World. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. All right. Hearing this song mm-hmm. normally puts me in such a good mood. I want to dance. Yep. I want to answer questions. Hell yeah. I want to put myself on mute while I eat popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like all the things you need for a proper Colin show. Yep. But I'm mad as hell, Jeff. Wow. Uh, why, why are you? What's what's going on? Uh, look, some diligent people out there on the internet sent us in this hot tip. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it because who the fuck cares? But uh, a little company called Formula One. Never heard of them. What's that? Some car thing. I don't know. But uh, look, okay, I'm just going to play this. This is their newest upload on the official Formula One channel. Best of Team Radio 2018 Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Here we go. Can you fucking believe this? The audacity. They know. It's not like, look. I cannot believe I'm coming at you. I'm I'm stopping that because I don't know what the law is. But uh, it should be illegal for them to fucking steal our song. Especially because maybe they view it as a fair play situation because they had to stick lawyers on us to remove the F1 logo from our F1 franchise page. And maybe they're like, oh, fuck these guys. They'd probably have a team of lawyers watching this at all times trying to figure out how they can buy our shit. Chucklehead dirt bags. F1 stands for... Forget one uh-huh. of these guys. They're 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 low. They're 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 trashy. No one of any kind of social stature enjoys an F one. That's right. F one is for. Uh, hold on. I'll come back. Come back to me. All right. We're for the people here on this show. For the people with Ben and Jeff. That's right. For the people. By the people. We're people too. That's right. We're not cars. No, I'm not a car. I can't turn into a car. If you pour water on me, I will get wet, but I will not transform into a car. If you prick me, do I not bleed? I don't know. I do. I have to take these tests for my INR. Anyways, welcome, everyone. We want to take your questions. Yeah, we want to take your questions. Not about Formula motherfucking one racing, whatever the fuck that is. Soft ass shit. The soft, the the soft cheeses of F one racing. That's right. Soft cheeses for soft. Uh huh. Skin. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Come back to me. I'll, We're hard I'll, I'll as hell later. over here. That's right. And ready to go for you and your calls and your questions in the chat. I'm watching the chat. Uh, ben is going to line up some calls over there. Uh. And yeah, I've got some some questions for y'all. But before we get to go, I I can't stop thinking about that email that uh, Brad took mm. on the bombcast this week of someone writing in and saying, "And keep me anonymous." Also, here's all of EA's lineup. Yeah, for E3, which you know it, it's hard. You know, we never know if that stuff is 
true or not because you know it, it's people saying hey i don't know you know we don't I, like i literally don't know who sent in that email because brad read it i don't know if it's got a real name on it that so it's like here's this kind of it other podcasts like to talk about rumor and innuendo and that's what that is we only like talking about innuendo uh yeah i like i like a lot of innuendo honestly um but it's tantalizing to think about that sort of stuff because you think about it uh, as like, oh, you know, that actually seems logical in a way. If you were EA trying to determine what are the games you're going to focus on, what are the biggest bets you're placing as a company that you need to hit big with, it's that stuff. Uh, and then, you know, a, a little something off to the side to remind people that you still make other games in the form of like a, a Unravel 2 or something like that. Yeah, they've definitely probably got shareholders breathing down their neck. After the loot box stuff, I, I don't know. Like their their stock took a hit, but it didn't take a long term hit. So it I, didn't, I, I don't it, think they. It didn't, but it t- like you know if like outside of the scope of E three, people might not care. But E three is like the gamer thing, right? So sure, and especially now that it's open to the public, like I still hear people talking I about EA Mountain, as I like Mountain the devil. Mountain Dew was the gamer thing. <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, uh, fuck. What were they called? Gamer Grub. Oh, you're right. Shit, that is the proverbial. Uh, gamer thing. You want to know something fucked up? Let's hear it. PB and J gamer grub is delicious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they sent some out, and uh, it was just it was like, "This is garbage." What the fuck is this? I was like, "Actually, this stuff is like, you know, you could do worse." Yeah, probably rotting your insides away. But you know what is it? Hey, so are video games <laughs> exactly? Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I so I have uh, I have started spending slightly more time on Reddit lately, which I think I've said before. Um, and reading some of the game focused subreddits, it's just like here's people posting jokes about e- how EA is the great Satan, and and going and people like going, yeah, that's right. And it's like, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I don't necessarily disagree that they're making business mistakes or whatever, and that they don't have the players' best interests at heart when they're rolling out their monetization stuff. But to just be like, they're the devil. Like that, they're business. They don't owe you nothing. You don't owe them nothing. It's not just don't buy the just don't buy the stuff. You know, it's like the people that don't boo buy the stuff. The people that boo Roman Reigns keep Roman Reigns relevant because they're reacting to him. If Roman Reigns just walked out there and no one made a damn noise, they'd be like, oh, no one cares about Roman Reigns. That's a problem. As long as you care about Roman Reigns, you make Roman Reigns relevant. As long as you care about EA, you make EA relevant. Care about them when they're worth caring about and then move on when, they, when they're not. They're companies. They'll be okay. You don't, you don't owe them a damn thing. They owe you things. They don't. They super don't. They, uh, until, I mean, if they, if unless they they're want, losing a class action lawsuit, they, if they want your money, they owe you exactly. That's, but that's not a, that's, that's a, if they want your money, yeah. they need to earn it. Yes. And they should keep having to earn it. Period. It should be easy. It's not. Amen. Pat Grams writes in and says, should Rockstar make another table tennis game? Uh, I, I would be into that. As long as it had enough violence, as long as I could exact revenge on Jesper, whether it was like hitting him with ping pong balls or uh, beating the crap out of him with a lead pipe. Well, they don't make pipes. Out. No, they make pipes out of lead. You could probably go into some old building and get a lead pipe. Yeah. Like, I want, I'd rather have like Condemned 3 
but like somehow they got the Jesper license, and so all the bad guys that are <laughs> the running coveted you, Jesper, yeah, the license. coveted Jesper license. It's not easy to get. Uh, Rockstar doesn't like to do a lot of other business. Um, you know, if you're just beating uh, Jesper zombies over and over again with rebar bent, uh, and then a bear at some point. Yeah, and then, you, and, then you, and then at one point you fight a bear who is named Jesper but doesn't look like Jesper. Anyway, welcome to the show. It's uh, it's Party City 2001 uh, with Wildman Jeff and Rebar Ben. Uh, we're here to continue to take your questions and calls. I understand we have a call. That is true. We have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? They just hung up when I said that. Fantastic. I literally, I literally watched the bubble disappear as I said that we have a caller on the line. All right. Uh, Apocalypse Down writes and says, uh, how important is graph paper to gaming? I wonder. Huh. Like if it was more important before because, you know, people, you, you were drawing things at scale and wanting different, uh, uh, you know, things to be at the right framework. I, I, I recently got the new iPad and one of the Apple Pencil things and I turned on the graph paper because I like to draw, but I'm bad at it. No, I'm really bad at it. We should draw sometime. I mean, I'm fucking bad. It's it's real. It's rough stuff. I used to um, never take notes in class. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, I would just draw. And usually just like mazes or like yeah. violent monsters, but not like doing gory shit, just like weird spiky monsters and shit. Uh-huh. So whenever I go back home, I make a point to like dig through my old school stuff and just look at... How how I haven't increased in artistic quality in twenty years? Yeah, no, I the maze is that. Yeah, I would definitely draw a maze here and there because it's square, especially on graph paper. Yeah. It's very easy to just draw those lines. I would draw a lot of robots because they could be square, and yep. drawing humans, I never could do it. I never could do it. I still can't do it. But I I got that Apple pencil thinking like it'd be fun to draw some shit, and I'm drawing some shit. It's terrible. <laughs> It's fucking trash. It's a it's a horror show. It's a just it's it's an abysmal for that game of the year. I drew some stuff some years ago. It's not it's not unlike that. I I remember that. That was not like me drawing bad as a goof. (laughs) Okay. Um. Is anyone in the office? Uh, This is from uh, Ubel Den. You be then. Is anyone at the office going to pick up an Oculus Go? I just got one, and it seems like the perfect entry-level VR headset. I don't know. <laughs> the, I can't speak for the rest of the staff. I am lightly interested in one because uh, I never owned an Android phone, so I could never try any of the Gear VR stuff. Um, so Oculus Go holds some appeal along those lines. I want to hear, though, you know, Brad got one of those... Um, windows headsets uh the lenovo headset for 200 bucks and uh like you said that update that just came out yesterday is supposedly better with the drivers for the mixed reality stuff so i want to hear i almost bought one of those as well even though i already have an oculus rift just because i wanted to see what inside out tracking could do for me oh yeah um and uh so i was interested in picking up one of those as well for some reason and then i talked myself out of it going like you already have an oculus rift like stop being a 
a jack off. You could buy me one. And I'll just tell you about it. I already have that, and then I got a PlayStation VR. So it's like I've got two VR headsets in the home. Three, if you count the 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 early DK one Oculus Rift. I've got. Around you have there more somewhere. headsets than there are realities. Yeah, because there are no realities. We live in a simulation, man. Let me tell you about it. It's mathematically proven. Yeah, man. everyone knows this. It's more likely at this point that we live inside a robot's fucking head. And that robot is a giant turtle, <gasps> and that giant turtle has a flat plane on it, and that's where the real Earth is. And then the, the, that's all in the cloud. We're the simulation about what would it be like if the Earth was round. Think about it's it. It's not, though. No, that's the thing. You're saying that because you can somehow detect the external the nature of the simulation mm. man you're you've tested the boundaries and let been I left can see wanting, the code man i see the ones and the zeros exactly and those weird little symbols real earth is flat we're not on real earth we're not on real earth i understand we've got a call we do jeff you asked for it and now we've got a call about the houston astros hello caller what's your name where are you calling from hi hello uh, my name is Anthony from Massachusetts. How are you? I'm doing all right, Anthony. What's on your mind? Uh, so I wanted to get your thoughts on some breaking news this afternoon mm-hmm. in regards to the Houston Astros. Okay. Uh, Cleveland Indians pitcher Trevor Bauer is on Twitter right now accusing the Astros pitchers of using pine tar Ooh. to increase their spin rate. Wow. Uh, apparently their spin rate has been much higher than the rest of the leagues. Um, and some some really heinous accusations. I wanted to get your thoughts uh, th- thanks for your call. That's, uh, that's huge stuff. Um, you know, that's the whew. increased turn rate, increased spin on the ball really does change everything. It's why, you know, people would add whatever they could spit it. Did you ever see major league? Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene. Yeah. Ripped from the headlines, straight up true Vagisil, whatever that guy's got, you know, wherever he can put it, uh, to give a little extra movement on that ball. Uh, I wonder, I mean, an opposing pitcher you would think would know because they'd be getting handed the same ball in some cases. Uh, and they say, this one's all wet. This one's got a, this one's got a smudge. <laughs> this one's got a thing. This one's Some, covered in lube. Yeah. What the hell's going on over here? What's this umpire doing? I don't know. He's got a ball bag over there mm. and a bag full of baseballs as well. <laughs> I don't know that. It's just, sometimes they just, I don't know. Um, I think that's a really heinous accusation, and I think that you know Twitter is not necessarily the place for that sort of stuff. I think MLB has um, a proper place to report this sort of stuff that you know it can get handled. I think just going straight to the public uh, is—I uh, understand this frustration, of course, uh, but sure. I think that's irresponsible, and I think it, it, it gets in the way of the spirit of of what he would want to do, which would to, to see the rules be enforced. Yeah, and uh, you know we don't know the whole story. It's always possible that he has gone through proper channels and found uh, no joy there, so he's he's had to take his case directly to the public. What do you think this means for Fortnite? If uh, if this is this, this accusation, you know, the Astros do right. the Fortnite dance after every win. So, uh, what do you think this means? I think it means the- that Fortnite is tainted. I think it means that all their wins are tainted. Of course, if they've been doctoring the ball, solos and duos and uh, squads? solos, duos and squads across the board. Oh, it's a nine-man squad. Yeah. Uh, but baseball is also a very individual achievement focused sport. Also, it takes two players to pay catch. So you get duos right there, too. So yeah. I, I think just across the board, uh, it's a nightmare for the game of baseball. It's a nightmare for the game of Fortnite. Uh, they just started season four. They don't need this shit. But, uh, but if that's how it goes, you know, uh, Radical Heights is ready to step into that gap uh, any, any moment. So 
Right. I'm going to ride around a little BMX and scream, I love the 80s, after every win to honor Radical Heights. Yeah. <laughs> after after every Astros win? Yeah. That's like that, uh, that movie Night Game uh, with Roy Scheider. It's about a murderer who kills someone every time the Astros win a night game. Oh, fuck. Do they stop? I think, they, I think it gets caught. It's been a long time. The poster for it is, it's like half of Roy Scheider's face... And then a baseball, but then there's like a cut in the baseball, Ooh. and the baseball is bleeding. Ah! It's fucked up. It's like that one time Randy Johnson hit that bird. Exactly. Bloody baseball. Why isn't there a movie about that? I don't know. Told from the bird's perspective, like an animated <laughs> classic. <laughs> like a Pixar movie. Yeah. It'd, it'd be DreamWorks. Yeah, you're right. It'd be, the it'd bird be, would be going like... Yeah. It would be DreamWorks. Uh, how you doing down there? Doing good. We got our original caller back on the line. All right. Hello, original caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. Are you there? I see your circle lighting up, which means you're trying to talk, but we can't hear you. We'll try this again. All right. Um, This caller has spoken to us before, so. That's strange. Fix your shit. Oh, my God. You're making me look like a clown. Ben, you're like a clown down there. I wasn't going to say anything, but it just came to me. Am I at least one of those more famous clowns? No. Fuck. You're like trying to break through. You're like a clown that's hope to, that thinks you're on the rise. I'm like in my second year of clown college. I'm like, no, I really got some ideas. Yeah, you're like you're thinking you're going to drop out of clown college because you've got it all figured out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sir Demos writes in and says, you've advocated for esports to use player handles instead of their legal names. Does this extend to using their personas, such as Sonic Fox being featured on marketing for final round and playing in tournaments in his fursuit? I've gone back and forth on this issue a lot of times uh, over the years in, in this, this, this current wave, this second wave esports, I guess. Third wave? Hmm. Third wave, they won't have a horn section anymore. Anyway, the... I don't know where I'm at on this stuff is with regards to legal names because I think it should go either way, but it should go one way or the other where either everyone switches over to using their legal names because that will give it some mainstream credibility or the rest of the world needs to say, fuck it, real names are a construct and we all need to be able to pick our name at some point and like the name our parents gave us who gives a shit, they were, they made bad choices, they were probably high. Yep. Uh, when they came up with everyone's name then. So I should get one free... It, it should be like Xbox Live. You get one free name change when you turn 18. And and, and you, you go from there. If you want to change it to... Butt Plug Parker. How did you know? Uh, it's just it's written all over your face. You, you, oh, you look I, like a Butt I Plug should Parker. should rub that off. Yeah. Um, I think... He's <clears throat> the best shortstop the Astros have ever had. Um... I, I don't know. I I feel like let people be called what they want to be called. Um, I I think the persona thing isn't really an issue. I don't think like yeah. he's making them do anything. Like I won't come to your tournament unless you put this picture of me in a fursuit. And up. also like awesome, whatever, man. Yeah. If he wants to, like, people should be able to dress like like esports is not. You know, if we get to a point where esports has like rigid uniforms, I actually think that stuff is a little lame. Uh, when you see like the Dota teams and all those other guys with like their sponsor shirts and stuff, like it's like it's a soccer kit or something. Yeah, 
I think that just looks corny. I think they need to lean into full anime for those outfits and just make them shit like make them look like mech pilots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, they they should be wearing more jumpsuity type stuff as opposed to this very sheer. I'm going for a run yeah. on the pitch. The sort, worst. Sort of. The worst to me are the esports jerseys that like just look like a football jersey, but it's like an esport team with like that to me is unbearable because it's just like it stop pretending that you're sports you're not sports you're i mean you're different you're in my opinion better right exactly like like you're just trying trying to frame it up in the most like we want to do like like it seems like they're answering every question like well what would sports do yeah and and you know this would be how they would merchandise this was how this is the type of jersey they would do like i i just i don't know i think that stuff's not cool like they can do whatever they want but like I, i just think it's i think it's kind of lame uh, and I say that as someone who bought a Frankfurt Galaxy jersey because I thought weird jerseys were cool. Uh, I don't think weird jerseys are cool anymore. At least not those ones. The yeah. esports stuff. It's it's it's. I just I don't think it's great. So yeah, I mean whatever. Sonic Fox in his first suit, fucking awesome, great. Fucking do your thing. It's a fighting game tournament. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know. And they're playing Dragon Ball Z. Right. Absolutely. Like more people should be like I I. I, I Cosplay is not the word. I think more people should dress for the occasion and become characters. Yeah. Not characters from the fighting game, but characters on their own. Yeah. Give yourself a persona. Yeah. Or a fursona. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Um, but the, yeah, I, I think right now in this early days when, when you're maybe trying to make esports work on television, which is the thing that I, when I, when I said like esports players should be going by their real names, that's why. Is because people are like, How, when, what's it going to take to get esports on ESPN and all this other stuff and get, get you know, Joe Sixpack to care about esports? It's like, well, if you get out there and say like, all right, man, Razor Dick is fucking in the off lane, something heavy. You know, like no one, like that's not going to work. People are going to be like, I work for me. I'm not following no Razor Dick. I'm not getting on Twitter and following Razor Dick. Close-minded people. Yeah. But like that, that is what it is. That, that's. That's what they're trying to appeal to is a closed-minded uh, situation. So I, I actually think maybe the the real answer is like, who gives a fuck about television in this day and age? Really? You know, TV? Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. People got their own shit. Um, let's see. Uh, three Oct says Houston Outlaws off tank player Cool Matt had to drop the 69 from his name in the Overwatch League. Travesty or travesty? I think that's like of the stuff they that like esports, like people in the Overwatch League have done and said that has been super fucking shitty. Yeah. Um, I th- Hmm. Let him put sixty nine in his name. If he was born in the year nineteen sixty nine, would you let him put that in his? Right. Yeah. I guess like that would be the thing. You know. Obviously, he means it as a sex joke. Like there's no skirting. I'll show you some Google. uh, Sorry, I'll show you some Bing image searches later. Okay. Yeah. Fill you in. We'll Bing it up. Um, Bing it up. Fill me in. Bing your number one source for searching for porn. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like okay. Obviously, it's a sex thing. Obviously, he's having a little bit of fun with his username with his esports name but like his not his name isn't like sex pervert tim right uh because that was taken by me by tim oh yeah, yeah. uh i don't like tim i don't want people to not like tim so i had to make sure that people, all tims yeah all tims 
uh, Timberland boots, like across <laughs> the board. Just uh, I yeah, I think that because like also the '69 thing. Let's really get into it here. The '69. Thing. It's really getting funny now. It's only it's, getting funnier. It's about to be really funny. Um. Anyone who knows that knows that. Anyone who doesn't, doesn't. Yeah. So, like, the odds of someone being, like, offended by that, like, oh, cool, Matt, 69, what's that mean? Like, who fucking cares? It's not like a child's going to be watching that, see this guy's username, and be like, oh, I know what sex is now, and I'm going to go practice it. Right. Yeah. Uh, your, your talk of the sex pervert reminded me... Uh, this wrestler wrestles in Japan, and his he is his, uh, his like nickname is like Switchblade. It's like Switchblade Jay White, uh-huh. and he started selling some shirts recently. And one of them is just like this bloody writing, bloody lettering, like smeared blood lettering, and it just says "Knife Pervert." <laughs> it's just disgusting. I like that. I just look at it like that's all right. That's. That should be allowed in Overwatch League. Yes. If you wanted to be named Knife Pervert 69, I think that should be allowed. One hundred percent. I agree. I think I think I firmly agree. Knife Pervert 69. Hey, if you're out there, you're an aspiring semi-pro Overwatch player, it's not too late to change your name to Knife Pervert 69. Yeah. The time is now. We gotta break down these walls. Uh and the only way to do it is to force them over en masse. So everyone change your blizzard name to Knife Pervert 69 and then the ampersand and then whatever the the other the other numbers. Um let's see. Uh Telus oh jeez. Telesinishin Telesinishin uh, says, you guys have spoken about going to great lengths to get the best experience playing older games using frame meisters and etc. Have you ever thought about seeking out a current PVM, such as the Sony BVM X300, to check out HDR functionality on such a display? Well, have you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. I like it a lot. Uh, no, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not especially interested in the PVM route, uh, I have a couple of CRT TVs in my house. I have a, a good uh, Sony Wega that's pretty old at this point um, that weighs a trillion pounds, and I have no idea how I'll ever get it out of my house should I decide to move it. Just put it on, on Facebook Marketplace for free. Right. You have to come get it. You have to get As it out of somebody who's room. been in the market for a new TV, there's a lot of TVs on Facebook Marketplace that are huge and free. But like at the same time, I kind of want to keep it because it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, donate also, it to uh, Smash players who insist only on playing on CRTs. I I, I could I could just do that, uh, but I don't I don't want to like put it up for free and then have people come to my house. Yeah, if I wanted to put it up for free, it'd be like oh, I'm gonna move it out to the street. Come get it. It's a good ass TV. Open, yeah, just like look for a day. It's not gonna rain. Yeah. Um, and then hope that no one drives by and smashes it, as some monsters may have done in their misspent youth. Driving around random Rinkin Valley fucking cul-de-sacs, smashing television sets, shooting them with BB guns. Um, There's people sharing a lot of good stories about like uh, people having to change their usernames to be more esports friendly. Yeah. And my favorite one will always be uh, there's a Smash player on the come up named Dr. PP. <laughs> and Dr. <laughs> PP, he got, got really good and he eventually got signed by Evil Geniuses, but they're like, look, we. 
we'll sign you under one condition. You can't be Dr. PP. So he changed his name to PPMD. <laughs> and so it was always wait uh, <laughs> but do you change it from p-e-e-p-e-e to the letters p-p-m-d mm-hmm. and it just stuck like p-p everyone like stuck with p-p-m-d they're like it's it's great because it like sounds like nonsense if you don't know the backstory behind right, it, it sounds like yeah. four random letters yeah uh, that works. And then at some point it says, what's PPMD stand for? So you get to come up with like a bunch of fun answers to yeah. that question along the way. See that? Have fun with it. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. All this is dumb. Have fun with it at bare minimum. Uh, um, let's see. A rad skull says, hey, it's me, the guy who messaged you a couple months ago about, oh no, I bought a PVM and an SD to SNES. I have since bought a full Genesis Tower of Power and an EverDrive. For that, help me again, please. I don't need to help you. It sounds like you're fucking off to the races. <laughs> yeah, you're, beyond, like, you're beyond help. Let's yeah, be honest. Sounds like shit's going great. Might I recommend, uh, what was it? The, the, the replacement add-on. I, I think they fixed those things for the PC engine that will you snap on and it'll run CD games off an SD card. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh... Let's see. You want to take, yeah, call? Let's take a call? Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a caller on the line. Hello, caller. A caller who? What's on your mind? Where are you at? Uh, hi, this is Jack from the United Kingdom. Hi, Jack. What's going on? Uh, I recently started playing the Old Republic, um, mostly procrastinating from exams. I've actually subscribed for a month, which I feel a bit ashamed about. Uh, and I'm actually I'm having a bit of a mixed time. I'm playing it for the story, but the story is is not sort of classic sort of bioware quality mm-hmm. um that I was kind of led to expect uh and as a solo player it all just feels like a bit of a slog sort of i'm i'm making a lot of progress but none of it feels as though i, I just don't really care <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. i just don't really care well, about uh, any of it which class are you playing so i'm actually playing imperial agent okay yeah i was going to say I, that that's supposedly the one yeah, I heard that it was really good, and uh, I'm at the end of the first act now, and uh, the four planets that have been involved in that first act, all the stories on those planets, I've, I have not felt like I've had to engage in them at all. Hmm. They've all been kind of like leading up to the end of this act. Um, and yeah, the, yeah, so the model feels a bit outdated, it all feels like a bit of a slog, and I was thinking, you know, you've got games like Destiny, which, although the sort of meta structure of, of that game doesn't also can kind of feel like a slog and can kind of feel like you're not making progress. There's a kind of immediate gratification in the gameplay in shooting and right. just first person shooting, you know? And I was wondering, um, is, do you know, if, is there a space in the market for like a kind of new style of MMO uh, kind of uh, jumping off of the discussion you were having on the bomb cast about like innovation in, uh, in games and whether a game can truly be innovative, like, what what kind of uh, innovations or maybe things from other games would you want to see in a in a new MMO? Right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your call, Jack. That's uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that MMOs are MMOs happened as a necessity of the time, like the server structure and then the cost associated with it. Like they kind of backed into the concept of a live game, or what we would talk about as a live game now, right? Because they had very real costs associated with them, both on the upkeep and, and obviously like the new content development, but also just straight up like, we got to run these servers. We gotta, If more people play, we got to buy more servers to support this player base. And so that's cost money. And so 
you had the monthly fee with you know Ultima Online and EverQuest and all that stuff through the through the ages to the point now where free to play makes sense because like some of those models have changed. But also, yeah, I think you know we look at stuff like Destiny as being like similar in scope without the server costs, right? They find better ways to limit the player count. Like you still feel like you're part of this world, but they don't necessarily like that world isn't necessarily as populated with human players the same way that uh World of Warcraft would be. And so I think a lot of innovation happened along those lines as they got better at better better and better at figuring out how to make this style of game uh with lower ongoing costs in terms of just like upkeep on servers or or what they need to do in terms of like oh you know and and not charging people a monthly fee and finding different models for for making money along those lines but we're probably at a point now where yeah like i when i look at like the traditional mmo space and think about like oh well what do i want to see there i don't even know anymore because people keep making mmo you know like terra just came out on consoles uh, and I thought, like, oh, I'll try that. I hear that's the one with good combat. It might be fun to see how that goes. But then, you know, you hear from a lot of, you know, as I, as I check with people who played more Terra than I did and go, like, so is this, like, actually worth my time? They're like, it's the one with the good combat, but it's, it's still an the, MMO. the rest of it is still not what you're looking for. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that when you look at like what, what it would mean to innovate in the MMO space, I think that it means to not make an MMO anymore because instead all those people went on to make the division or, or, you know, people that are taking cues from MMOs uh, and RPGs in general, because everything has role-playing elements these days. Uh, you know, everyone just went on to make different games that pull what they want from the MMO formula, but, build it in a way that's easier to maintain and probably less expensive and less taxing from a server perspective. And as a result, they lose some of the social stuff that you got out of an, out of an MMO. Um, but at the same time, so much social stuff has exploded around uh, gaming, whether it's discord, like we're using here, you know, or, uh, you know, Xbox Live chat that didn't exist when, you know, the same way that when World of Warcraft is coming out or, you know, the PSN stuff, like like all the different ways, to, social media, Twitter, Facebook, all the different ways we have to communicate with each other are agnostic of games, but help us get into games with our friends in a way of just like, oh, well, I keep tabs with people here. I'm going to get on this Discord server and say, hey, motherfuckers, let's go shoot people and line it up that way. And so I think you have pockets of social around games now instead of necessarily communities meeting and discussing each other in game. Uh, and so I think that's the stuff that's changed. So I, I, if, you're, if you're thinking like what is the, what's the lesson left to be learned from MMOs at this point, I think they're learning a lot of those lessons and processing them in different ways. Uh, and, and and it's taking different shapes, but you still see the little hints and glimmers of it, but they're modernizing it in ways that make sense for them as a business that I think players are just more apt to get into these days as well, just because of the way we've changed uh, how we get into games, how we discuss games with people, where we discuss games with people, where we meet other people to play games, all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and so I don't know that, I, you know, I don't know that there's room for like a, other than like you're doing it as a throwback or something. I don't know that there's room for like that traditional MMO uh, other than like that gameplay still 
like I think there's, like WoW is still coming out with expansions, right? I mean, yeah, and and that gameplay still holds something. But I think if you if you wanted that gameplay, I think you could get that gameplay without just building another MMO. Also, you would you would take something and go like, we want to make an action role playing game um, that has that is very abilities focused, and you know it's going to have cooldowns and all this sort of stuff. Like you kind of build that system, but then would you? I think even modern games that look like MMOs, Guild Wars, and, and all that sort of stuff. Like they're not even doing it the way games did it in you know fifteen years ago or something like that. Like they've done a lot of different stuff, I guess. So I don't know. I'm kind of talking through this as I think it through, uh, and I guess I don't know what I would actually want out of a current MMO. Um, but I think there's room for like multiplayer RPGs, certainly multiplayer action RPGs, multiplayer, uh, you know, turn-based, you know, there's like, there's stuff. Me personally, I would like to see an MMO that offered a lot of different types of gameplay, like, like a WarioWare MMO. I, I want an MMO that's like, you have your character and your character's persistent and your character has skills or whatever, but then like. You can go fight or you can go race or you can go play soccer. Like I want just like like a mix between an MMO and Second Life. Like I want I want a game that like you have this persistency, you have this like or persistence, you have this character, you have these activities and like, you know, there can be like five of them. But if they're really good, like, you know, and there should be reasons to, to do all that, like. I think that's the thing because then you keep that social element of like, all right, what are we going to do today? Clan? Like, what are we going to do? Let's all, oh, let's try and get this soccer achievement or whatever. Right. Like, that's that's personally what I think I would, what would draw me to to an MMO is that variety. That idea mixed with like little big planet level of create your own fun is almost literally something that I pitched with someone to a major console manufacturer <laughs> uh years 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 ago uh and they passed on it though they liked the idea um this was early ps2 days damn so it w- would have not been possible i think in a lot of in a grand sense sure um yeah i i've always thought that that would be like it's the thing about like second life is a really cool fucking concept but I don't you know, not to generalize, but if I could generalize for a moment. Floor is yours, general. I don't want to fucking hang out with people that are way into second life. <laughs> you know what? I tend to also not generalize. I agree. It's, you know, like, so it has to be more than that. It has to be something that can appeal to a wide variety of people. Some people are coming into it casually. Some people get deep into it. But mm-hmm. regardless, it's a place for everyone to get something out of it. Uh, and it doesn't become this elitist <sighs> sort of playpen that is ruined by Jeff. Go on. We're just talking. We're just describing the plot of Ready Player One. Finally, <laughs> I've got some ideas about <laughs> movies I really liked when I was a kid. I mean, isn't that what the Oasis? I, the, neither of us is equipped to answer this, but I think the yeah. Oasis is like you can play anything. Yeah, uh, I mean that's also kind of what the pitch was then. So, so you were ahead of the game. I guess so. I guess fucking so. Um, yeah. Uh, Demu asks the most important question, and then we'll get to another call here. Are there any good waffle toppings? I just stick with a little bit of butter and syrup. 
I like a like a cherry or strawberry compote with a little whipped cream. That's okay. I'm not. I, I usually want my fruit on the side mm. when it comes to breakfast. It needs time to be. It, it needs to be a compote for me. It needs to be yeah, like a yeah. nice slime. Yeah, like a fruity slime on top. Nice fruity slime. Um, I am a big fan of a dish that my partner made a lot in college that has they have brought to me is a cornbread waffles covered in chili and cheese. And it's easy. You just make cornbread mix. You put it in a waffle iron, mm-hmm. top it off with a little chili and cheese. And yep. It's fucking phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal. Um, I will put a peanut butter, like peanut butter on a waffle from time to time. I ate a lot of, probably my favorite after school snack was like a PB&J made with Eggos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, butter and syrup for me. That's, that's all I need. Uh, anything else just gets in the way. Um, let's see here. Uh, what, what You got a call over there? Let's see if third time's the charm. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hi. Hey. 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 What's your name? Where are you calling Woo. from? Uh, this, is, this is Texas Andy calling back. Hello, Texas Andy. Let's We're roping them and riding them out here. What, it's, That's it's, right. It's rodeo season. Exactly. How are you handling rodeo season? I am handling rodeo season by indulging myself in regional sodas. Smart. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, what do you so got? So, yeah. Uh, full disclosure, I'm actually from Ohio, but I live in Texas. I'm hanging up. Uh, wait, wait. No, wait. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So, okay. In... Ohio, around that area, there is a soda called Verner's. It mm. is a ginger soda that is uh, a Detroit native. Yes. So I was, I, when I moved down to Texas a few years ago, I was super bummed to find that it was nowhere to be found. Within the last month, it has suddenly appeared. Weird. And I can get it again, and I'm so happy. So I was wondering if there were any, like, regional sodas or other types of drinks that you found in one place and were super into and couldn't find anywhere else or or that kind of thing yeah uh i feel like verner's i I feel like like if if i go to like the beverages and more uh which i don't know i think that's a nationwide chain but if you go to the bevmo uh they have a vintage soda section that has a lot of regional stuff that like i want to say i could could have found verner's there recently anyway um, thank you for your call. I cactus cooler. Ooh, is that regional? It not anymore. <laughs> uh, it well, uh, they it used to be around here a little bit, and then it was gone for a decade or yeah. more. Uh, and so we would go to E three, and we were driving to E three, and um, and all that shit. Uh, you know, this is 10, 12 years ago, probably even at this point. And we would always stop at a Ralph's or a Vaughn's and get like a couple of cases of cactus cooler and bring it back with us because you couldn't fucking find it anywhere. Uh, there was a convenience store on Figueroa um, up past that diner that stays open real late uh, across the street from the Denny's, which also stays open real late. Um, and that there was a convenience store right around there. And I remember like 1 a.m. getting cactus cooler uh walking around there and yeah we, we we would buy some to take back with us because it was so hard to find and then one day it kind of just showed up i remember that yeah uh 
and it 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 was back. Uh, and there was only like one location in Petaluma that had it, and so I would drive across town and go to the uh, what was it? It's a place out on Western, all the way up Western, but before you get to the hill. Anyway, uh, and I would go there and get some some cactus cooler. Also, Tahitian treat kind of vanished That's off the map what for I was a while. Just Googling, yeah. They sold that at my high school. It was, that was the oh, only wow. soda that they had, but they sold it. Yeah. I feel like Tahitian treat is like the unhealthiest substance. It <sighs> is so thick and syrupy and yep. sugary. It is so goddamn good. It's so good. <coughs> I haven't thought of Tahitian treat in a minute. It's from the Canada Dry people. Really? Yeah. The last one I can think of is Manzanita Soul. Oh, yeah. That apple soda? Yeah. Yeah. That was way harder to find. You have to, that was, I used to only be able to get that from the dollar store. There was and, one in three liter bottles, not oh, two liter, weird. three liter bottles. There was one like fast food place that had it. It was like a Taco Bell maybe by my house or some some like that was the only place you could find it was at that fast food place. And so we would go like just to get the soda almost. Weird. Yeah. Fast like like on tap. Yeah, like, on like on a machine. Did they have like Greer soda? Was it like <laughs> did they have like some No, it was the only weird shit? one. Man, that's that's fucking crazy. Um uh, engine number nine uh, asks, do you think it's possible for a game site to survive based on news and info without having to resort to clickbait articles or is that era of the web and game industry just long gone? I, I think clickbait's kind of a filthy term. I, you know, I, I think, uh, there's definitely, you know, making article. Well, yeah, I guess that's just clickbait, right? It's just going to come up with a fancy way to say that that isn't just saying clickbait, but, uh, I think you want people to come to your website at the end of the day. Um, I can tell you about the sinister practices of clickbait from from a dark past that I had. And yeah, yeah the, like, of course, w- websites are using elements of clickbait. Like, that's just the way that information has shifted. Um, but I don't see many news outlets out there, at least in terms of video games, doing nearly as bad as they could do. Like from other yeah. ads and shit I see. I think and, it's more that they have branched out into non-game content in a way that feels like it is driven primarily by trying to get people to come to their web page or Facebook page or whatever. Um, this is something this is it's like a it's a hard turn that Polygon took at one point after they got going, uh, that suddenly like on their Facebook it was very much about non-game stuff. Yeah. And, and they were still doing all the game stuff and and all that. It was just they just kind of got into it, and it was like it, you know. And I think a lot of other websites have gone down that road as well. Uh, some of them started anime podcasts, which <laughs> just like you know the ultimate filthy SEO tactic. Yeah, is to just start a, a an anime podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy. Um, I don't know. I, I I for me the sad part was this feeling that like uh, video games weren't enough. Uh, to keep a to keep a website going anymore, and that they had to branch out into this other stuff, um, that kind of it, it makes me sad in a way. But I think that that's just the way that the web has changed. Uh, I, I think it's just the way that like the publishing business and search engines and and the way people find information on the internet now is very different. It used to be very like. We are building a loyal fan base of users that know to come to our homepage. And, and this is, it's in some ways, this is the way we still run, um, which works for us. Um, 
in a sense, but in other ways, you go like, oh, well, you know, we could probably be bringing more people through the door uh, if we changed our ways in, in ways that, you know, I don't think any of us would be super uncomfortable or, or, or super comfortable with. Um, yeah, so I, I think, like, basically the way people consume information in an era where Twitter exists and Facebook and all this other stuff is so different because uh, you're primarily you're, – the homepage is less meaningful, I think, than it was – 15, yeah. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, um, where you used to be able to just like, we're going to put this up in our top slot and know that X number of people minimum are going to see this and click on it because that's how many people come to this homepage. Now it's like, okay, well, they saw a thing on Facebook and they came in and can we get them to turn a couple more pages while they're here? Can we do this sort of stuff? And so you're finding people look, trying different ways to get people through the door. And then once they get them through the door, it's like, okay, well, now what? Hopefully we get them onto something good. Um and, and keep stuff going that way, I guess. I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. A lot of stuff has changed, you know, also in, in terms of just like editorial content and stuff. This is something that's been more of a slow change. But, you know, like game publishers used to not have their own outlets for distributing content to the public. Uh, game publishers used to like when they had a trailer um the big video game websites of the day would be like vying for it in a sense of just like we want the we want to exclusively reveal your trailer and have it exclusive to us for 24 hours then you put it out wherever else um but then you had uh, ea was the first big example of it where you started seeing videos going up on ea's youtube channel first they hired jeff green to run like an editorial blog and all this other stuff and then he eventually got on the sims and did a bunch of different stuff i don't know um but like there, there were videos going up on EA's YouTube channel of EA interviewing EA about EA games. Sure, and <clears throat> uh, people watched it. it. It took time for it to grow. At, at first, at first, you would look at it and go like, "This is garbage." Like it was easy for me to look at and go like, "We should be interviewing those people. This is garbage." Right. Um, but also I think I knew even at the time, like, that's not how this is going to play out though. They are going to keep at this until they get it right and never have to work with a video game website to vie for space ever again, because people will happily go directly to the source or, or, or to YouTube or, or wherever, sure. um, to watch that stuff. Just all they want to see is, all all see is, is the stuff. Yeah. All they want to see is the stuff. They don't give a shit who's hosting it. They're probably Googling it. Oh, I heard there was a new Red Dead trailer coming. They search it. Whatever's first, they click on it. Rockstar wants it to be them because they want those views. They want to, And they want to control the message better. Right. Uh, and they want to get you in their funnel so that they can message to you more directly with yeah. the next Red Dead thing and whatever other games Remarketing campaigns and, and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, and, you know, EA did the same thing. And, and the EA stuff, they've changed it over the years. I don't think they're still running that type of content. I think they're just running trailers. And that's enough. They don't have to say much more than that. The trailers do the talking. Uh, and, and now it doesn't necessarily have to run through IGN or GameSpot or any of these other kind of, you know, the, the, the old kind of gatekeepers of that type of, that type of content. Uh, they're kind of, you know, they get cut out of the loop a little bit and, and we were always out of that loop because we just never had the size. You know, I couldn't, I didn't want to either, but even if I wanted to, I couldn't, I could never have gone to a publisher and said, give us that exclusive trailer. We're going to put it in our top slot. Uh, and and then what's the payoff? Right. Like, like how, what number of people that they couldn't just get, you know, ten times that going to a larger site in terms of traffic? And we've grown a lot over the years, but like our traffic is still not in the realm of those sites that have been around for twenty years 
and have got so much search engine juice and all that stuff. And and they're still working at that stuff in very direct ways. And, you know, just trying to be smarter and smarter about that shit. Like that's what their whole business is built on. So they'll devote people to it. We, so we took our stuff in a completely different direction and went direct and said like, Hey, you know, like we're going to do some stuff. We're going to try to keep it real for y'all. And if you like it, hopefully you'll sign up and subscribe. It's as easy as that. Of course, you know, we still have all those same levers in terms of just like, you know, hey, it'd be great if more people came to the site because then some of them would convert and sign up and all that sort of stuff. You know, like I think we're we're doing really well uh, and you could always be doing better at the same time, you know. So uh, for us, it's that balance about like, hey, we want to kind of be true to ourselves, but also like I don't want to like cut ourselves off the knees just for out of like tradition or something. So how do we find good, smart ways to run and grow our business uh, while also kind of staying true to ourselves? Because ultimately, as we grow, that's the stuff that lets us hire more people. Uh, That's the stuff that lets us kind of grow the team and do bigger, different stuff. If we can kind of show to this company that, that owns and controls, like, hey, you know, you give us X number of dollars, we'll return you twice as much, three times, whatever it is. Uh, on that investment, it becomes easier for us to make our case to them and be like, I want to go to space right? or, <laughs> or space camp and film it or whatever. I, I and, wanna, I, and I need, I want to go to space camp. I want, I need X number of thousands of dollars to go film this. And we need to make sure that we've got people here producing the day to day content while we're off doing weird shit and, and all that sort of stuff. It also so, like helps you keep, uh, you, you talked, you, you mentioned keeping true to yourself like that's important for the organic relationships that you form in the industry. Like, sure, you can try and make a deal where you sell this content or right. whatever. Yeah. But likewise, like you know, there's going to be. It's not always at the big studios, but there's going to be people out there in the industry that we work with that are going to appreciate. You know, the people who stay true to their ideals and like maybe more willing to work with them uh, in and around like tangential stuff, you know, like coming on a night show after E3, like, you know, that sort of stuff. Like those interviews are all built on, you know, relationships and, 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 and us, us doing what we do and, and people saying like, oh, you know, that, that's something I feel okay being a part of, um, and and not doing it as like custom content. Like here's right. the softball interview with so and so. Yeah, we're not like talking um, to Phil Spencer ahead of time, being like, okay, we're going to talk about this and this because you're going to come on here and talk about this and that, or like, having stuff dictated to us yeah. from the other side. Like it's just not how we. It's just not how we operate. Uh, and that's that's through you know premium memberships. Honestly, yeah, you know, is the stuff that gives us that autonomy. Um, yeah. So my uh, premium sub ends in two days i don't know if i'm gonna renew or not you should it's good it, it is really good people really like it people do really i do like watching this show live mm-hmm. um you told me you will lock me out of this room and make me engineer it from the podcast or the other studio if, yep. if i'm not premium which yep. i get you know yeah. stay true to yourself but that's exactly right it's exactly right do you think rory can hook me up with a free sub or something like a like from the i think the sandwich place closed down oh you're right so I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, let's see here. Have any more questions up in here? Uh, a rad skull says my favorite name change was someone on something awful's Overwatch thread. Blizzard made them change from Moist Grandma, but found nothing wrong with Diva Cup, which I, I'm trying to think is supposed D- to be like D Cup. But with Diva, 
I get. I guess. I don't know what. Do, I don't. I'm trying to think. Like, so what, it just means it's a most grandma. Yeah. I, I don't know that moist grandma's like moist is a gross word. I could see why someone at Blizzard would just on principle would be like, come on. It's just gross. No, it's not against the rules, but come on. Um, Diva cup. I don't know. I feel like is there's just like something I'm missing on that one. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, someone in the chat pointing out here, Ben, that you should check out uh, giantbomb.com slash upgrade. Hey, and uh, you can you can sign up for there. a premium account there. Uh, uh. <laughs> One time before his car dies. Yeah. And of course, that's all just a fraction of what you get as a Giant Bomb premium member. If you want to know more, okay. you've got a whole. Page. This looks good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You should probably sign that. That up. last guy who was ta- talking, not before you, but the guy who was talking before you, is he? Can I watch his? De- definitely. Yeah. It's all. All right. Then all, I'm sold. It's all there. Great. It's all there. Uh, it's all there. Um. All right. How are you doing down there? Oh, a diva. Oh, okay. All right. It's that thing that lets you pee standing up. Okay. Sure. That's uh. That's that's a thing that's like far enough removed from that thing when you read it that I think it, of course it passes. But also, moist grandma doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily gross on its own, or like like over the line gross. I would not have a problem with someone naming themselves moist grandma. That'd be fun to say at in tournaments. Moist Grandma coming up with the ult. Yeah, exactly. Ultimate Moist Grandma. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it here for us today. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Unless you're one of the F1's lawyers, then you can go suck an egg. That's right, egg suckers. That's what they do in those cars, you know. What do you mean? They suck eggs in the cars while they're driving. Why would they do that? I, I don't know, man. It's it's like a big thing in Europe. <laughs>